The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and doctor of internal medicine, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-890-9783. In fact, if you call this week, you might win something. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. Call right now, regardless of whatever we're talking about. Dr. Weefald and I, Dave Alexander, will stop and he will explain or at least help you out. Do the best I can. Yeah, yeah. That's all we can do. He doesn't diagnose on the radio. And in fact, what would you think of somebody who diagnoses on the radio? That's a really bad idea. I also (laughs) don't like this concept of diagnosing on the computer over the internet. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think that that a good doctor will do is sit down face to face, look you in the eye. It's body language. It's facial expressions. it's, It's really, you know... You can tell the anxiety involved in a situation. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the computer now, that's, it's in the office. The guy is the doctor. He or she is sitting there typing on the computer, looking at the computer screen. So my recommendation is, you know, don't Google and yeah. make a diagnosis on yourself. Good. Don't listen to the radio and convince yourself that you've got an illness and, you know, Having a great doctor is a relationship situation where you feel like you can communicate. Very good. And telephone, I think that's thing. telephone again, 919-860-9783. You can get some free advice. There's no copay here on the radio. Yeah. And, I mean, you just gotta you just gotta stand listening to our voices for an hour. I mean it's that's fine. They can <laughs> we can do this. All right. Today the there are a number of topics we've scheduled, which include cardiac surgery stents, and coronary bypass. Yeah. Now, just to set the table here, your experience with all of these, you've done these? Yeah, well, I, you know, I've not actually performed, um, okay. you know, the surgery, but obviously over the last 35 years, I'm, you know, intimately involved in diagnosing the patients and mm-hmm. getting them to the right doctors and then covering them afterwards. I've been in, you know, open heart surgery. It's an amazing thing. Um, you know, what they have to do, it, if you have to have open heart surgery, and open heart means they actually crack your chest open yeah. while you're sleeping. Yes. They give you two really heavy-duty anesthetics. One is fentanyl, and that's gotten all the bad, you know, rap because mm-hmm. it's it's great in the hands of your doctor, but it's bad in the hands of your drug pusher, you know. That's exactly right. But anyway, so versus Ask the Jackson family how that worked out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So they um, put you out. I mean, you're really out. And then they actually open you up, saw open the breastbone. Yes, they and do. And they, they have to put your heart to sleep. Okay. Now, sometimes they can do what's called an off-pump surgery. The pump is the uh, heart-lung bypass. So they'll take all of the blood out of your body, run it through a machine, get the oxygen into it, take out the carbon dioxide, and put it back in your body while the heart stopped. Now, I got a question. You just yeah. described it as if they're taking all of it out at once. Are no, they actually, no. you still have some in you. For, yeah, for, so yeah. basically they okay. take enough out and put the same amount back right. in. Okay, Thank yeah. Okay. I was a little concerned. You, well, there are some surgeries now where they actually exsanguinate you. That's true. Exsanguinate and cool you. you off. But that's for another. You know why they call it exsanguination? No. Because 
draining all the blood out of you is something that nobody would sign the paper for, right? <laughs> Informed consent, we're going to drain you completely. Well, that, when they do these, do? when they do these surgeries, they do yeah. make you sign that consent. But anyway, so yeah. so bypass surgery is bypass. I mean, it, okay. The best example I have, I mean, everybody thinks they take the blockage out. That's very rare. Mm -hmm. But if you're uh, going through Clayton and you hit all the traffic lights, well, there's now 70 bypass around Clayton. Yeah. And so what it is is a smooth way for the blood to flow, not to be stopped by all the blockages, which are like stoplights. Yeah. And they take a vein out of your leg. It's called the saphenous vein. Yeah. And that is a sort of flimsy structure, but it holds together nicely. It's not like an artery. If you've ever seen an artery, an artery is relatively stiff mm-hmm. and it's firm. They also can take the radial artery out of your arm and okay. use that as what we call a conduit. But the most important conduit is the left internal mammary artery. So that sits under the chest, above the heart. It's attached to the chest wall and it feeds the mammaries. Okay. The breast All right. and that whole tissue around there. They will actually very carefully cut that off. And usually they'll sew that to the artery in the front of the heart called the left anterior descending. Now, the way they do this is amazing. They make a little slit in the artery and then mm-hmm. they take these teeny weeny sutures and they have to wear magnifying glasses yeah. and talk about steady hands. And they have to do it very quickly because the longer your heart is stopped and the longer you're on the pump, Right. The greater the chance there can be complications, so it's amazing. Now they do it, the surgery itself probably takes two three hours, sometimes longer, and then the patients are put back together. They're brought back to intensive care. The most amazing thing I've seen is some of these patients go upstairs that night. All the tubes yeah. are taken out. Oh, you mean off ICU and yeah. things like that? It's really? amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And and you know um, to have the kind of guts to do that surgery. I really admire the cardiac surgeons. I mean, yeah. I really do. But you know, it's interesting, and this is, this is, I think, something people need to know. Yeah. When I first started training in about 1990 or so, that's toward the end of my training, Yeah. the number one surgery in the United States of America was coronary bypass surgery. The number, 400,000 people would get coronary bypass surgery. Is it no longer? Oh, no. Way <laughs> down. And the reason is, what we're going to talk about next is stenting. Okay. And so, what is a coronary stent? If you want to know what they look like, your doctor can give you an example, by the way. They, yeah. they let us, they let us, it's in these um, little plastic cubes, you know, and inside is well, the they stent. Well, they show it to you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But anyway, if you don't have access to that, take a ballpoint pen, open it up, and that little spring inside, mm-hmm. that's just about the size of a coronary stent. Your arteries in your heart, the coronaries are not that big. Mm-hmm. The difference is the metal is thinner. And there are all sorts of different designs. They're hexagonal, and basically they are collapsed on a on a, a balloon that's very thin, thinner than a pencil lead. Okay. And then when the balloon inflates, it's it's ingenious. The metal deforms so that <clears throat> excuse me, when it's all the way open, it's firm and stays there in that open position. So the way that you've had a stent yeah. is they they put you on the table and they. Generally, I do. I used to put people really out because they didn't want to experience it. Yeah. But I think a lot of doctors sometimes want to talk to the patients actually while the procedure is going on. Were you, were you out for yours? I was. Uh, folks have heard the word sedation their whole life, and most of us have thought that that meant you're out. Yeah. That's not it. But you were talking to them. 
I could have talked to them. I have no idea. Okay, you don't remember the whole thing. I remember some of it. And let me yeah. just tell you, I remember an animated conversation between two surgeons. One saying, no, let's wake him up and tell him next week he's going to have a heart bypass. And the other saying, no, we can handle this with stents. Yeah. This is no problem. Now, I'm, I'm glad that there's some area of debate because, you know, without debate, there is a big you debate, can, especially there, about whether multi-vessels, in other words, more than one vessel should be fixed or whether you should go to bypass surgery. Right. Well, anyway, suppose you do need a stent. They'll, they'll um, a lot of times now, most of the time, they go through the wrist artery, which is called the radial artery. Mm -hmm. So on the side of your thumb, they'll numb you up right above uh, the where the hand is. And there's you can probably feel that artery, a radial artery. And what we do is we take a little tiny needle. Mm hmm get into the artery and the blood spurts back, put a little tiny wire through that needle. <laughs> Thank you take for the detail. Off the needle, Thank you, really. <laughs> and then put in this amazing thing called a sheath, which is an opening to allow us to put the long tubes in. Now, I, there's two types of catheters. <laughs> One goes in your private parts, okay, and that's a catheter. But all a catheter means that's is not, something that's not that what we're goes. talking about now. No. Right. Could so, we not talk about that on today's show? I guess. Okay. But anyway, Thank so... But, but people confuse them. When you say you're going to have to have a catheter put in, they yeah, often yeah. confuse it with the other one. But anyway, this is a long <laughs> tube. It's made out. It's not just plastic. It's it's You cut it in half. It's got woven, you know, uh, carbon fiber type yeah, products yeah. and everything so that it's bendable, but it doesn't break and it doesn't uh, kink. So anyway, they take a little wire under x-ray, mm -hmm. floppy flexible wire, put mm -hmm. it all the way from the um, wrist or the leg into above the heart area. And then under x-ray guidance, thread this little tube, the catheter, up. And then they can we can twist it and engage the artery to the heart, the coronary artery. There's two usual, the right one and the main one. Okay. And so the, the, they'll engage the artery. Then they'll take an even more flimsy wire and under guidance sort of gradually tease that thing down beyond the blockage. Yeah. And then over that thin wire goes the balloon with the stent collapsed around the balloon. And so then they can see by injecting a, a clear liquid that shows up on the x-ray to outline where the blockage is, they can see exactly where to put it, and then they inflate the balloon. And they inflate it for sometimes just 20 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds. Sometimes the blockage is really tough. Okay. So they have to inflate it with a higher pressure balloon. But it's pretty neat if, you had, if you've had a chance to see it. Yeah. And so what that does is it gets rid of the obstruction to blood flow. And okay. generally, you feel better. All right. I've got some interesting stories. I think they're interesting. I've told them at parties enough. Well, yeah. About my, about my experience with this. I'm coming out of the closet now as a as a heart patient, as a cardiac patient. Yeah. And and the stories about how I got to that point of having the stent, uh, stent, right? Yeah. S-T-E-N-T. Stent, uh, stents put in. And then what happened later, I, I think, I think we're probably going to mention, unless, of course, folks want to get in on this, 919-860-9783 on today's show. If you just call up and jump on the air for just a brief moment with us, leave us your telephone number, not on the air. Obviously, somebody off the air is going to take your phone number. We want to give you something. What, what do we have laying well, around I, the I, office? You know, we had these gift cards. Yeah. And you can pick which one you want, Amazon, uh, Walmart. What do we get? Apple. 20 bucks? $20. $20 gift card. 
Uh, we'll choose them at random if we get a bunch of calls. 919-860-9783. Again, you don't have to ask a complicated medical question or one at all. You have to tell us, who is your favorite TV doctor? I love it. Who is your favorite TV doctor? Could be somebody from 35 years ago. Could be longer. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, Dr. Franklin Weefold is your favorite radio doctor. We've got that figured out. But what we would like to do is get you the $20 gift card and get you to phone in. We're also going to talk about consumer electronics and medicine and in and what famous singer could have been saved by a consumer electronic device that was just invented. That's coming up on this show, Heart Health, on News Radio 680 WPTF. Now, back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander, and the uh, gift card idea did the trick. We're going to talk with Shorty in Selma. Shorty, welcome to the program, and I'm glad you dialed us in. Hi, Shorty. Hey there. Hey, Shorty. what's up? Shorty. Wait a minute. Shorty, you called in last week. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. All right, you're welcome to call again. Are you How are do- you doing? Are you feeling better, Shorty? I am. Good. Shorty, I'm- can we talk about what happened to you? Can we talk about what happened to me? Make sure you put me out. I don't want to hear no conversation you, between nobody. Yeah. And I want I want two doses of Michael Jackson, and then I'll be fine. You think that I was talking about Michael Jackson? Oh, I see what you're saying. You're referencing my operation. Yeah. I heard two surgeons talking, and when I say animated, what I mean to say is there was a difference of opinion. Yeah which right. rose above the level of my current speech. Yeah. Right. Now, my doctor, Dr. Haddenkoff, is a fine surgeon. He was not doing the work. Dr. Haddenkoff was not there doing the work. It was somebody else. And he said, no, we can solve this with stents. Dr. Haddenkoff said, no, let's wake him up and tell him he's got to have the bypass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I later on, I talked to Dr. Haddenkoff, who I call Turner. That's his first name. Turner, I said, don't worry about it. I got the stents. I feel good. And then two weeks later, we did more stents. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. But anyway, Shorty, can we talk about what happened to you? I hope not. Oh, you don't want to? Okay. That's well, okay. Sh- Shorty, we're right. putting your name in a hat for the 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 coupon, for the for the ticket, Okay. Okay. All right. I want to tell you my favorite TV doctor was Marcus Welby, MD. Uh, he's on our list. All right, Marcus. He's and, on our list. Right. He, uh, that, my, go ahead. My real doctor, my, my radio <laughs> doctor is Dr. Weefall, yeah. and my real doctor is Dr. Weefall. Your well, best, you mean your favorite doctor? You're, uh, okay. Well, Shorty, Shorty are my favorite patient. By the way, Shorty, are you running again this year? No, sir. All right, so Shorty is running well, in Selma, right? Yes, sir. For town council. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I endorse Shorty for town council. I think I can get away with that, right? Very good. Yeah. You just did. Of course, thank I don't you, live Shorty. in Selma. Okay, thank Shorty, you. I got to run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not, not even in the town. Hi, thanks a lot for calling. I did not get your name when I spoke to you earlier. Who, who is this, please? This is Shorty. Oh, it's still Shorty. Shorty, thank you very much. I'm, I'm actually picked up another line. Okay. Hi, welcome to the show. Who's this? Assuming you're not shorty. All right. Is this Gina? Gina, I'm... Hello? 
I'm going to I'm going to put you on hold and put everybody on hold. I'm going to put everybody on hold. I know that Gina's on line too. Gina, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Do you going to you How gonna, are you doing? You know, nomination for best TV doctor? Yes. Who? Uh Dr. Oz. Say say again, Gina. Dr. Oz. Dr. Ott? Yeah, Oz. Oz, oh, Dr. You, Oz. You, this interesting you thing about, about yeah, Dr. Oz was a guest for a long time on Oprah's show, and he would come in and explain things, and he was right. very good. Right. Then he got his own show. But I don't think people really know that he's a pretty famous cardiac surgeon. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He, he's in New York City. Uh, I think he's at Columbia, and um, written a lot of really, you know, he's done tons of surgery, and he still does it. So I think he does his shows like he does them back to back to back a couple days a week. And then he's a real doctor. Um, and I hate to say that, but yeah, he's... No, well. Yeah, and so the controversy, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the guys in yeah. his medical academic profession yeah. sort of thought he was a jerk for, you know, hawking Cambodia or whatever it is. And that, that was, he actually got called in front of the Congress because his uh, supplement of the week, and they thought uh. that it wasn't... You know, in, within medical guidelines. So, but he's a good guy um, and very well respected surgeon. I mean, that was a thing. He's really good at what he does, and he does seem nice. Which he's a great is, guy. yeah, okay. Do you watch it every day, Gina? Do you I, watch it every day? Uh, well, yes, I try to. Okay, Gina. Can, Gina, I'm going to put you on hold if you don't mind. Do you have a medical question for our doctor? Not right now. You don't. No, that's that's okay. fine. I'm going to put you on hold. A gentleman's going to get your telephone number, and then we're going to, you know, talk to Donna in Goldsboro. Donna, welcome to it. Uh, you're Hi. on Heart Health on News Radio 680 WPTF with Dr. Franklin Weefold. Absolutely. Hey, I up? knew you would call me today, Donna. I love it. Donna, who's your favorite TV doctor? Doctor Kildare. Kildare. Yeah. About that. Doctor Kildare. Now that, let's that, it, let's talk about that show. Is that think, Robert Young? Um, Robert that? Young was Marcus Weldon. Okay, who's okay. Dr. Kildare? Hold on. Richard oh, Richard Chamberlain. Yeah. Oh, Thornbird's actor. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. You remember the remember the doctor shirts they wore that that uh-huh. had the buttons on the side? <gasps> yeah, they were white and the buttons on the side. Yeah. You know, the thing the thing about doctors today on yeah. TV versus doctors back in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. The the level of seriousness and mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. level of restraint and was very high. And most of those shows centered around somebody who was sick and needed a surgery, mm-hmm. didn't want to have the surgery, and then they would talk him into having the surgery, and then they would live. That's my and, life. Yeah, and <laughs> so I think you know when it really stopped being that way was Mash. When the doctors started coming out as scoundrels in some ways, but also <laughs> heroes, you know. And um, would you have preferred to have Doctor uh, like Hawkeye operate on you or Charles Emerson Winchester? Uh, I would rather have had Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing, Donna. Charles Emerson Winchester is going to work for three hours on your surgery. <laughs> okay. He's going to he's going to do a very thorough job. Uh, he is. Hawkeye's just going to patch you up and send you to where did they send him to? They Tokyo. Send, send him to Tokyo. Mail him off to Tokyo. Donna, did you see the movie Mash? Yeah. Yeah. So 
People don't know <laughs> that there's a movie. Yeah. And it's very similar in some ways. Yeah. But it's very different in terms of um, the darkness and the dark yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's out there. Sure. But, you know, the scenes in the operating room in the movie were uh-huh. incredibly realistic. Okay. Really? Yeah. And, you know, um, shock trauma in Baltimore? I don't know what you mean. It's, no. it's where they really started this the golden 24 hours uh-huh. to save somebody the golden hour to get them you know resuscitated you know that all came from korea and yeah. vietnam see in those in those surgeons who went there um most of them volunteered mm-hmm. because they wanted the action and this sounds terrible they didn't, yeah, they, nobody wants somebody to be hurt right but they they wanted that skill in saving lives right. in right. multiple multi trauma and bring it back Right. And apply it to the people who are in car accidents or shot or something like that. So, But Donna, how are you doing today? Doing great. And how's your wonderful daughter, Heather? Yes. Uh, yes. Heather's wonderful. Can I talk about Heather? You can't because we've got about 45 seconds oh. before a news person has to speak. All right. Well, I will just say 45 seconds. the truth. Yeah, 45 go ahead. Heather is one of the most wonderful uh, people in the world. She's had open heart surgery. And I put a pacemaker into her, and she is wonderful. And it, she has Down syndrome, and oh she's my. 42 now, right? Donna, you still there? Donna's, Donna, the line dropped. Oh. Well, anyway, all I want to do is National Down Syndrome Day, I think, was last week. Okay. And um, if you haven't had the, the pleasure yeah. of meeting someone with Down syndrome, I strongly recommend it. News is next, and then we'll talk about that celebrity who could have been saved by a consumer electronics medical device. Now, back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefald on News Radio 680 WPTF. And the telephone number is 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. You don't have to have a medical condition to call us. Uh, you just have to have a favorite TV doctor, and Marie is joining us to talk about um, her favorite doctor. Hi, Marie. Uh, Hold on. Marie, thanks a lot for calling. What can we do for you, and and what's your favorite doctor? Uh, Let's see. um, I know who this is. I know you know who this is. Marie Casey. Uh, Dr. Ben Casey. Ben Casey. And not just because it has the same last name as Marie Casey. Oh, my gosh. So, Marie, tell me what you liked about Ben. Well, what I'm saying, after yeah. you telling me all about the bypass, and yeah. I went through that, I think about 11 years ago, and I have had, uh, how many stints have I had, Dr. Weefall? I think four. <laughs> four, that's what I thought. Yeah. And um, I have a pacemaker, and I got the best doctor, not just in the USA, but in the whole world. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. I really do. You're just about the best patient in the whole world. You so. said that to Shorty. Yeah, I heard. There's a, say about that the Shorty. best. Okay, yeah. about the best. I You're didn't say two. the best. You're number two, Marie. I'm yeah. sorry. So, Marie, how are you feeling now? Pretty good. Oh, I feel great. Yeah. I, I, I saw Dr. Weepall yesterday. Yes. I live in Raleigh. Yeah. And I drive all the way to Smithfield to see him. Now, that tells you what kind of doctor he is. Hey, you know the other part that tells us what kind of doctor he is? What? He hasn't in the last two shows mentioned which practice he works for 
or where his office is or how you can contact him. Yeah, that's not the purpose of the show. I mean, one of the things that I love doing is talking to my patients. Maria, um, sometimes we talk for an hour. And the great thing that I think doctors can bring is a sense of relief when they understand what's wrong with them and that they understand the way the treatment is going to fix them. And I think we've done that a lot, haven't we, Marie? And yesterday when uh, Bill, my husband, went in, you knew right away what was wrong with him. Well, it was a good thing. I don't know how many doctors would have to sit there and just look it up and look at it, but you knew right away. Yeah, they, that does that does appear what they're doing on the computer when they talk to you Actually, or don't you know talk what? to you. I, I yeah. strongly recommend that yeah. doctors be honest with their patients. Let me look it up. I have yeah. my okay. iPhone in there. And if I'm going to give a, a dose, a drug or anything like that, it's yeah. on the computer. And okay. the other thing is, um, you know, we doctors don't like patients to Google diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Google is great to find out all sorts of different medical things for doctors. Okay. So I just say, you know, what's the dose of X medicine in a 50-year-old with kidney problems? And it pops right up. But you know which site to trust. Well, And the other thing is, when you Google symptoms, okay, I'm having a cough, a fever, a chill, it'll list about 100 things. And the last thing is always cancer. And so everybody Mm, comes in saying, Google says I have cancer. You know, right. so, but, but anyway, Maria, are you still there? Yeah. Did One you... thing I want to say, I want to tell everybody, I went to Dr. Weefall twice and had been to another doctor and he told me that I was fine and, um, I, I there was no blockages or anything. And then I went back to Dr. Weefall. I went to Dr. Weefall and he had, he said, you need bypasses and had me in the hall. And then once. I was right ready to have a heart attack mm. where the doc, other doctor said that everything was uh, looked great, no blockages or anything. Went in, and he, uh, I was a hair. I call it a hair from a heart attack. Now, mm. this is the kind of doctor you want to see. Right. And, um, but anyway, I just had to call you, Dr. Weefall, and uh, I think we go back the first of the week. So we'll see you then. Yeah, we'll see you. He's doing better, I hope. You sound real good. Thank you. And by the way, one more thing. Yeah. That when I first met you, you were on another radio station about twelve years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you were, and I called in then and uh, talked with you, and I've been with you ever since. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you, Marie. God bless, Lee. Thank you very much for holding. Where are you calling from, Lee? Chapel Hill, Dave. Chapel Hill, what's up? Uh, first of all, Trevor Dave, we need you back on <laughs> PTF at 12 o'clock. Bless you. The Triangle Trader. Bless you. That's a uh, sidebar. Who's your yeah, favorite uh, TV Weibo. doctor? Hello, hello, Dr. Weebo. Um, yeah. Uh, I was a part patient at Duke. Uh-huh. I'm an Great place. Currently, I'm on five uh, heart medicine. Uh-huh. And um, so I just thought I'd run that by you. My favorite TV doctor would be Trapper John. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Which Trapper John, though? And if I may add, my favorite nurse was Hot Lips Hulan. (laughs) Do you know know how she got the name Hot Lips? Do you remember that scene? Loretta Swit. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed to say it, but anyway, it was on the uh, movie. And um, 
I guess they didn't know that the uh, the announcer, what's that called? The PA system yeah, the was PA, on. Yeah, yeah. And so she said to her boyfriend, "Kiss my hot lips." <laughs> and that's how she got the that's how she got the name Hot Lips. Okay. Yep. But that's true. Yeah, that was a great show. What on? You know, it lasted four times longer than the Korean War. <laughs> Yes, you're exactly right. And it wasn't about Korea at all. Yeah. It was about Vietnam. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was based on a true story, of course, the show itself. Yeah. Was, yeah. didn't have true facts, but at least it was based on a true story, the uh, Korean War from 48 to 52. Lee, keep calling here, okay? Tell your friends about us, all right? And get back on PTF. Thank- Triangle Trader, 12 o'clock Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. You take care, buddy. Kathy is on the line. Kathy. Hey, sure. How you doing? You got hey. a favorite doctor other than yes. Dr. Weefold? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Dr. Webby. Marcus Robert. Welby. Marcus yep. Welby. Robert Young. Did you know Robert Young in the, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s it's was Dr. a very Apple. famous actor and then became Marcus Welby, MD? And I think all of the doctors on TV now are compared to Marcus Welby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was great. Mm-hmm. What did you like about him? What was the thing that you liked about Marcus Welby? He took the time out for his patients. Yes, absolutely. And and you know he never had a computer. He, and he was always That's right, always dressed uh-huh. to the nines. Yeah. And he had a good voice. And he had yeah. a uh, a. Yeah. a Big man Yeah, but you know what's interesting? You can mm-hmm. still watch these shows. If you get on Hulu, mm-hmm. you can watch Marcus Welby. Yeah, if you, um, uh, I can't. I think on on YouTube also. Um, oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you liked it. I really liked it myself. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great, great show. All right, we're going to talk to Roger right now, and in the next segment of the show, I'm going to. Poor Doctor Weefault keeps saying, "What celebrity are you talking about? Could be, could have been saved by a." A consumer medical device. And I'm telling you, we're, you're going to know once I start talking about it, what celebrity that might be. Roger, welcome to the show. You're on News Radio 680 WPTF. Franklin Weefald is here, Dr. Franklin Weefald, and this is Heart Health. Hi. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Hey. Um, my, my favorite doctor is Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye was interesting because yeah. he had a heart of gold sure. and he had this persona of being a real tough guy. Uh-huh. Yep. Do, you remember, do you remember the show where um, the psychiatrist had to come in and deal with Hawkeye? Yes. Dr. Friedman because, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, real good guy. And, and, Saw that but, one a couple of times. Right. And there was, uh, I guess the bottom line is that he was convinced he killed a chicken or some a chicken was that killed. That was the last episode. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so then what happened was oh, is gosh. that the the North Koreans were attacking the mass unit. Right. And there was a young woman trying to quiet her crying baby. And she smothered it by, by accident. Mm-hmm. And it had to come out right. and everything. But see, the, the thing about him was that when he was in the OR, it was all business. But all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he would crack a joke right. to keep tensions down. But... He wasn't the tough guy that everybody thought he was. He had this this uh, sensitive part that came out and was really appealing. Okay, the AccuWeather forecast is on the way. Also, the reveal of who has won the $20 gift card. Also, if you called and you enjoyed being on the show, or you listened and you enjoyed hearing people on the show, maybe you should write this number down. 
919-860-9783 because we've got a few more minutes. Absolutely. And we could actually field some medical questions. Absolutely. Well, I won't, but you will. And we'll talk about consumer electronics and how it could have saved a famous entertainer as we start to put smartphones and other devices to, to read our symptoms. This is either a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not sure. It's both. It's both. Okay, good. I like an ambiguous question just before the commercial break. News Radio 680 WPTF. Now back to heart health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-890-9783. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Call We'll sneak you on the radio. Of course we will. Absolutely. Saturdays at 4 o'clock. Saturdays at 4. If you would like a transcript. Well, first of all, we've got a podcast. podcast. Right. So you can go on WTBTF.com, look under Saturday Hosts, and you'll see our little logo. And you can click, and then it goes to another page, and uh-huh. you can hear every show. You can actually download every show, and then you can carry it around. Uh, I mean, if you really yeah. want to fast forward through the dull parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but it, it's it's nice. I, I, it's set up. It works well. Good. And uh, we're going to get a um, a glossary, not a glossary. What's it? A Newsletter index. Index. Okay. Of what topics were discussed okay. in each show? So the uh, consumer electronics mixed with mixed with medicine. Are yeah. you in favor of this? I am in favor of the development of this, but I, it's like everything else. Okay. Imagine the first iPhone. You remember that? I bought one. Okay. okay. And it was an amazing piece of technology. Yeah. But the one I have now is just unbelievable. There's more computing power in an iPhone yeah. than there is in the entire Apollo right. um, system that right. went to the moon in this right. one little thing. So what they're trying to do now is wearable devices for medical detection. And the biggest one that's out now, the Fitbit, yeah. And that'll do a few things. It'll measure your heart rate fairly accurately, not okay. 100%. But the thing I like about it is it can tell the percentage of deep sleep that you have. And you know how it can do that? Do you know how it does that? No. When you're in deep sleep, and that's the stage four sleep where you're getting recharged, that's when all the the lymphatic, or, you know, the drainage systems for the poisons in the brain open up. Well, you're paralyzed. You can't move. Right. And so it it can sense when that arm has stopped moving completely. Right. And the amount of time that you're in that paralyzed situation is when you get the deep sleep. So it's amazing how many people aren't sleeping. I look at their Fitbits, and maybe they have 10 minutes of it the whole night. And it, so we'll talk about sleep for a long time because I, I'm one of the people who thinks that sleep is the most ignored health problem, the lack of sleep. But anyway, so I, the I, Apple Watch now, you can get, yeah, um, and it's coming out, well, it's out in Hong Kong now. You can actually get an EKG printed out yeah. from your iWatch. And they did a study at Stanford, real good place. I yeah. mean, I don't like their football team. I'm a Notre Dame fan. You okay. all know that. But anyway, so they looked at, I don't know, tons, tens of thousands of people, and they wanted to see who got the warning from the watch that their heart rhythm was irregular. And they were particularly looking at this rhythm called atrial fibrillation. And it's a bad thing. 
Because when that upper chamber that's supposed to beat normally, the atria, Mm -hmm. well, when they go into AFib, it's just like a chaotic fluttering of the upper chambers. And little clots can form because Mm -hmm. the blood's not flowing um, appropriately. And they break off to the brain and cause a stroke. So they wanted to see if they could detect this. Well, good news, bad news. Okay, They detected Mm -hmm. a lot of atrial fibrillation. The bad news is it was mostly false alarms. Now, okay. just the reason why. Anybody wore a watch? It, does it ever stay flat to your wrist? No. You know, unless you strap it on so tight that it's uncomfortable. So that metal bottom of the watch has to be flat against the skin. And so when you do, for example, I've seen the demonstration of the iWatch EKG, it has to be held down flat on your skin. And I think it's going to get better. They're going to find other ways to use different metal alloys or whatever it is to sensitize things. Now, the other thing that's really interesting that's coming out Mm -hmm. is this, you showed me, this blood pressure watch. Yeah. And I think that it's possible that could be a good thing too. Here's the thing. You can already buy a wrist blood pressure cuff. You know that. You can buy these cuffs that that sit around your wrists and inflate. This thing, however, is much smaller. Um, The blood pressure... Um, instead of a big, big cuff, it's got a wristband that actually applies the pressure. Right. See, the way your blood pressure monitor works is it cuts off the flow of blood by inflating that cuff, and then it listens as the air is being expelled. It mm-hmm. listens for the when the, the blood starts flowing again. So when it starts flowing again, it makes that big noise. That's the top number, systolic, so 120. Okay. And then the bottom number is when it stops um, making a sound again because the flow is established. And the wrist monitors in certain people are accurate. I found them to be the least accurate type of monitor. The reason? In your upper arm, where the doctor takes it mostly, you've got one artery. It splits below the elbow to two arteries. Your radial artery, which is by your thumb, on the side of your thumb, and okay. your ulnar artery, which is on the side of your pinky. In some people, the radial's bigger. Uh, most people, it is. The ulnar artery, however, can be very big. And so the machine gets confused and really can't pick up the sound. Now, there's one way around it. It's mm-hmm. If you want to buy one of these or if you've bought one, take it to your doctor and have him or her do a simultaneous blood pressure check and see if it's accurate. Okay. And I've done that a yeah, lot, yeah. too. So I'm worried about the wrist blood pressure watch in that regard. And it- and think of it, I'm assuming that medical devices in your practice have to be calibrated oh, yeah. every now and then. Oh, yeah. Like, I throw away my blood pressure cuffs probably every three months. And the reason yeah. is it, re- repeated inflations and deflations and, and everything else will wear and tear mm-hmm. the devices. And um, let me give you another good example. If you have a large upper arm Okay, so I do, yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about manly, yeah, big. Okay, okay. So if you're Not overweight, me. Not me. Somebody I else. saw a lady. I saw yeah. a lady who was passing out, and she, I, you know, I'm just not going to tell you her name, but she, her name. She was 400 pounds. Delightful lady. We yes. we later on got her gastric bypass, and she did great. Anyway, she came to me because she was passing out, and they couldn't control her blood pressure. So when we took her blood pressure with a normal cuff and had to like scratch it around yeah it was 210 over 110 and so i went and said wait a minute so i got a cuff that was made for your thigh 
These yeah. are really big cuffs. Yeah. And it fit her arm perfectly. You know what her blood pressure was? What? 90 over 60. Was it low? Yeah. yeah. And that's the – if you've ever been told – and you're heavy, and you have a big upper arm, a, a, you know, a, yeah. by the bicep. Yeah. And your doctor keeps telling you your blood pressure is high. Ask him or her if they have a large cuff or a thigh cuff. You'll be amazed because it's only accurate if it's inflated in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen with that wristwatch, too. Right. Because you have to have the right size band so that the inflation is even and and compresses the artery at the right time. So I it, so she was on seven blood pressure pills. Wow. And the reason why she was passing out is yeah. that she only needed to be on two. Okay. And so I told her and she went to other doctors and guess what? They didn't have a thigh cuff. Yeah. So most doctors don't know this. And that's an important point. If you have a big arm by your bicep, make sure your doctor checks your blood pressure with the right size cuff. It's Rochester, New York. I think the University of Rochester, they've come up with a new gadget which will test certain things, cardiac information, I assume it's blood pressure and and other things, and heart rate, in your restroom. Go. It is actually a toilet seat that detects congestive heart failure. Right now it is being marketed to hospitals who may want patients to use it perhaps at home after being admitted to the hospital for heart failure complications. It's a toilet seat. Uh, can I use? That can, yes. What? No, no, don't. don't okay. What I'm any, trying to say yeah. is, okay, there are it's all, a piece I've of, seen them. A piece yeah, of a piece something? Of, yeah. Okay, you, you go ahead. What yeah. I can say is if you need a toilet seat yeah. to tell you that you've got heart failure, mm-hmm. it's time to get a new doctor, okay? Not a new toilet seat because it's not that hard to know that you're filling up with fluid that yeah. you can't breathe. They're very simple things. Yeah. Take your weight every day. Yeah. Walk the same distance every day and see if you're more short of breath. Have your pills lined up and taken at a certain hour. And what I do is my office calls on my heart failure patients once a week. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's Good. your weight been doing? Good. And so the concept that you're going to build a toilet seat. Yes. For someone to sit on and tell them whether they have heart failure is crazy. Now, Google is actually trying to invent an entire bathroom that does this. In other words, okay, each appliance, is, multiple appliances checking any. This is, this is Google. These are the people yeah. who can't even keep my search history secret. <laughs> it's technology in search of a use instead yeah. of... A, a need in search of technology, okay? Yes. And and I love millennials, my kids, I love them to death, you know? Yeah. But they think that all of our problems, and I'm exaggerating here, and I'm obviously being, you know, facetious, but th- our problems can't all be solved by technology. I mean, if you have heart failure, it's a very serious condition. It's when Amen. your heart's not pumping right, right, and you can fill up with fluid. What you need is not a toilet seat. You need a really good physician, a doctor, who will listen to you, who will take the right measurements, get you the right devices and and medicines. You don't need a toilet seat. Well, you do, but not for that reason. The um, entertainer who this could have been saved by was Elvis Presley. Oh. Who, those who remember the situation, died 
in the restroom. Yeah. Perhaps, you know, yeah. on or about the the toilet. Yeah. I'm just telling you. It could have saved him. Uh, but it was, he was, it's decades too late. I don't think so. Don't See, think so. I think the way that these seats are going to work is they measure what's called uh, impedance. No, um, sweat impedance. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it'll only, it'll, it'll flash a number saying you have too much fluid or not enough fluid. With Elvis, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, he was high as a kite. He was doing all sorts of drugs and he mm-hmm. had a heart attack. Now, what might have saved him yeah. was the Apple Watch because this is something that's going to happen, but it's not going to happen for a while. They'll connect you to an artificial intelligence computer. Yeah. That will know when to call nine one one based on your heart rhythm, and so that might have saved him. And everybody who called up, thank you. I circled the name. Who did I circle? Who did you pick? Lee in Chapel Hill. Congratulations. We're going to get that twenty dollars gift certificate to you. Not that anybody else didn't. didn't, No, they're all great people. They did just. There's winners, and then there are people who call back next week. Absolutely, that's fine. You're all wrong. The best doctors on television were Doctor Brackett. And Dr. Early on emergency. Uh, And the best nurse ever, Dixie McCall. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action of what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.